Welcome to episode 88 of the Preferred Experience Podcast. I'm Chris Lasweer. For this week's episode, we have Tirsa and Megan sharing the topic, Reset Your Health in Three Easy Steps. We also have Shane join us in, on the beginning of the this episode, and he shares some different ways to help you with keeping healthy and what they do at Arizona Physical Therapy. Super grateful to Shane for joining us on this episode and sponsoring it and excited for the person that won. Stay tuned to find out who won and enjoy this episode. So thanks a lot. Thank you guys for joining us tonight for this month's Nutrition Talk. We are excited to have Shane from Arizona join us. Arizona this month, we're going to start having some um, local businesses, companies come on and kind of give us an idea of what they do to support people in our community. Um, we just got to stick together and help each other out. And so we're excited Absolutely. to have Shane here. He's been an awesome resource for us over the last few years. And so um, as everybody's jumping on, we thought it would be really fun to have him kind of share his story with us and tell us a little bit about Arizona, his history with helping people. Um, and I know him and his daughter opened Arizona together, but you've been a yeah. physical therapist for quite a while, right? Yeah. I mean, I had a practice up in Prescott for about 18 years or so um, with my brother, in fact. Okay. And um, it was great. We were able to um, help out the community a lot in my hometown. So Growing up, I went to high school and junior high there. Um, so it was always kind of a dream of ours to go back to Prescott and be part of the community and help the community. So we went back, opened up our clinic and started a, a, pro, a sports medicine program. We were reaching out to the college and, and the high school and Embry-Riddle and we were providing uh, healthcare and, and sports medicine and athletic training services. And that was a lot of fun because we saw a lot of injuries. We were able to work with a lot of people. It was kind of neat because at the same time, my kids were growing up, my brother's kids were growing up. And so we were at the high school and the junior high all the time and meeting a lot of people and really being able to help out and reach out. And um, so it was a lot of fun. We built a practice there and it was uh, it was very fun and, and, and exciting. So that's kind of where, where I got started up with him. And yeah. you have five daughters? Five, four. Four daughters. Yeah. And they all are into sports. And I'm sure. Yeah, they are. They, I'm sure you kind of help them and their friends and all that <laughs> through the years. Through the years, absolutely. And now you're working with Kat, your oldest. Yeah. And tell us about that. What brought you guys together down to the valley? And how, how long have you guys been in business? Um, what kind of makes you guys stand out as sure. opposed to other physical right. therapy places? So when Cal was in high school, she worked obviously at Peterson Physical Therapy, right? In Prescott. And she loved it. And she always wanted to be a therapist. She would watch me. She would mimic what I did. And, and you could just see that it was kind of built into her blood. She really enjoyed working with people. And she just was very social and responded well and was easily um, communicated, uh, well, communicated with well with people. Absolutely. People person. <laughs> Definitely. So when she said that she got into PT school, she said, dad, you know, in a few years, we're gonna have to open up a clinic down in Gilbert. And I'm like, oh no, I've created a monster, right? Uh, but she, um, she really wanted to do that. And that was kind of her dream. So she got into PT school three or four years later, we decided to open a clinic in, in Gilbert. So we picked a spot there at Higley and, and um, Guadalupe and it's been great. Um, her interest is a little bit more in women's healthcare yes. services, right? So mine's in sports medicine and orthopedics, love to work on the joints, the, the elbows, the shoulders, the knees, ankles, and, and of course the spine, the back and neck. 
But her her whole um, thought process was, I want to be able to help the females with a lot of different problems and conditions that can arise with female active uh, females who um, are pregnant or they're dealing with urinary incontinence or pelvic pain or um, different things that you wouldn't really see in a typical or traditional physical therapy facility. And that's what kind of just, we decided to kind of create a niche in women's healthcare and obviously in orthopedic and sports medicine as well. So it's kind of this hybrid version of, of physical therapy over there, but we we use a lot of different techniques and a lot of different modalities that I feel like make us a little bit different. Um, one, we do a lot of hands-on, a lot of one-on-one -on -one care, where yeah. I think if you go to a traditional therapy clinic, sometimes it's a run-of-the-mill, it's an assembly line PT, and they let a lot of techs and other support staff take care yeah. of their, their patients. True. But we do a lot of hands-on. We try to really give our patients some care and get really specific with their treatment. So I feel like that gives us an edge and advantage um, we don't see as many because of that, yeah. but at the same time, our care is a little bit better. Hopefully the patient feels like we're, you know, being able to be tuned into their, their uh, care a little bit better. So I think it does. I've been to other physical therapy places and you're right. Like you, you see the doctor for a little bit and then you get passed on for yeah. exercises or manipulation or sure. whatever. And so, and I don't know if I ever really noticed that until you just said that. And you're right. Like you'll spend a whole hour sometimes more with me um, if I've got a nagging injury or something like that. And it's, and it's somebody like, I feel, I feel like, you know, me and my issues and what I, and everything I put my body through. And so yep. you know how to help me. Right. And that's actually something that I think makes you guys stand out is that you're very active. Both of you are very active and you like to be doing things outside. You eat, both have even crossfitted for years. And so you kind of understand the typical injury that might come with putting your body through the intense workouts that CrossFit, CrossFit provides. Yeah, and sure. so you're able to really dial in, not just like how to um, rehab something, some kind of injury, but also how to prevent those injuries from coming. And we've had you come in and do um, mobility clinics for us. We just shot a video a week and a half ago about how to stretch out our, those elbows and triceps and chest yeah. and all that. And actually quite a few people have said that they've been using that. In fact, I had a member today tell me, he's like, my, my tricep, I have got tendonitis in my tricep. I'm like, go to the video, watch the <laughs> video, do, do the movements. And I promise you, you'll feel better. And yeah. so it has been so, I know on my end, it has just been so, so great to have Shane as a resource. And we send a lot of people over there. Um, and so we just thought, you know, he's helped us out so much and we would love to help some of his, um, his clientele out as well nutritionally. And that's why we decided to pair up today and just Absolutely. get it out to more people so that we can reach as many people as possible yeah. and help the community. We bring up a good point. You know, we see a lot of people in physical therapy and they're working on a specific injury or condition, but some of that is a result of them being overweight mm -hmm. and not being dialed in with their nutrition. I know I've talked to you a few times about, man, I wish I had a resource mm -hmm. where I could just say, plug them into a system that works and that is active, that I know that somebody's watching and tracking and helping and guiding them through a program because that's really what it takes. It takes some accountability. It takes somebody kind of helping them along and them knowing that somebody is going to be tracking and helping them along the way. So um, I think a lot of our patients, they come in, they might not be super healthy. Yeah. You know, they're, they're working, they're family people, they're busy with other things. But a lot of them will express to me, man, I wish 
I got out and, and did this. I wish I could go and do this, or yeah. I, I need to feel better about myself, or my back pain hurts because I really need to lose some weight, you yes. know? I'm like, you're right on. And when they when they open that door a little bit, I'm like, you're right on. You yeah. need to start eating a little better. You need to start being a little more active. And um, having somebody help them, coach them, bring them along, I think is huge. So you're going to be a great resource for me yeah. for that. Well, and I think it's kind of scary. You don't know how to start. And but most people, when they think about changing their health, they think about exercise first. Yeah. When the reality is it's the nutrition piece is going to play a bigger piece, a bigger part in, in changing their health. And But they don't know where to go. They, sure. it, it's a lot easier to find a gym. Yeah. It's harder to find somebody that knows what they're talking about with nutrition. Yeah. And so hopefully, you know, we can get some exposure and help help some people. You know, you don't have to exercise to lose weight. Obviously, we like to combine sure. the two. But uh, we do have lots of um, a couple of our clients who who aren't members of our, our gym and um, they just will find other ways to move walking or whatever works yeah, best for them. Absolutely. Um, even I have family members who have injuries that have had to kind of scale back some of the movements that they used sure. to be able to do and work through some injuries and but yet they can still focus on their nutrition and see some changes. Always, we can all actually work on that. It's not just those that want to lose weight, right? No. I yeah, mean, it, right. it's those that just want to tune up and feel better yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, myself included, you know, I try to stay active, I do things, but I also know that I'm not great with my nutrition all the time. <laughs> but I find that when I'm thinking about it and I'm active and I'm exercising, doing those things, I do think about what I'm eating fuel. and how to yeah. fuel properly, exactly. Right. So I might not be thinking, how am I going to lose weight? Right. But what am I doing in the next couple of days that I can eat so I have a successful run and I and exactly. it's going to be a good outcome when I go out there or I'm dogging it and I'm fatigued and I'm tired and I, I'm just grinding away. I've had those days, but <laughs> it's so much better when you can look ahead, you know what you're doing, you know what your body responds to. Mm -hmm. And I think all those things are very important. So. Yeah. And everybody's in a different place in their fitness. And I know like someone like you or I, we're looking at how do we fuel so that we feel good and we can perform our best, no not necessarily how to change body composition too much, but more about how do we, how do we feel our best in the, in yeah. our, um, maximize our efforts. Do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're in and there working out. And, and now that we're recover. like, well, I'm getting old now and <laughs> <laughs> I have to like, think about how, how, what am I eating to help me recover the fastest? Um, it's crazy being in this, you know, stage of my life where it's yeah. not just about the way I look, but so much about how I feel. And More the food about how you that, feel. Yeah. So um, one last question before we let you go, but basically what I want you to give people an idea of what they would, um, what, what it would look like to come into your facility and, and meet with you. Yeah. Um, what's the step-by-step -step process. And if, um, if you accept insurance and if you have a cash sure. price and just kind of give people an idea of what they would expect coming expect. to your facility. So first of all, we do kind of a, a nice a kind of concierge service for your CrossFit members. They get a free consultation. If yeah. they have an injury or condition that seems to be bothering them, strain something, sprain, you have a trigger point, something's nagging you, whatever. Um, you can come in and, and see me um, and, and I do a 30 minute consultation and make sure physical therapy is the right fit for you because sometimes maybe going to the doctor and getting an x-ray, right, is Might the first step, option, yeah. first step at least before yeah. me seeing you. And so I'll, I'll do just kind of a free assessment, determine what we have going on. Maybe it's a quick fix. If you do this stretch, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you do it enough times, you're, you're going to feel much better. It's going to be an easy fix. Other times it's a lot more complicated. So that 30 minutes gives me a, a chance to at least talk to you a little bit, 
find out exactly what your um, problem and condition is, your injury. And then I'll put a, a little plan together for you. I say, this is what I would do. It might take two times a week for the next three weeks, but let's do soft tissue mobilization. Let's do electric stimulation. Let's use cupping or dry needling or some other types of techniques that I think would really help the patient respond well with and give them an idea of what that frequency and duration looks like for them. And then of course, um, we can set them up with a, a regular visit. You know, Our front office is great about scheduling them when it's most convenient for them, right? We're open early in the morning till late at night. I think my last patient was six o'clock tonight. I barely made it here in time. <laughs> but um, a couple of nights a week, we have some later appointments. So that works with patients that have to come after work, right? Five o'clock or, or so on. Um, as far as insurance is concerned, yes, we take insurance as well. So we're on most major medical plans, such as Blue Cross, Blue Shield, um, Medicare United, Cigna, Aetna. Those are the biggies. And then there's a lot of other ones that yeah. kind of come underneath um, different umbrellas and so forth. But um, certainly we'll verify their benefits and make sure they understand what their out-of-pocket cost is. Yeah. So, Good. so there's so no surprises. No surprises. <laughs> they come in, they show us the insurance card. We scan it, we send it in. It comes back with a reply that says $100 deductible, $30 copay, you know, yeah, whatever. they have there's 30 something. visits a year, okay. whatever it is, we explain it to the patient, let them know kind of what's covered, what their out-of-pocket looks like. And then we can build that plan into what they can financially feel okay. like they're comfortable with. Awesome. So everything's up front, nothing's hidden. And then we start doing them, you know, those, those uh, visits and we'll have them come when they feel like they can. And we can mix them into their exercise program. This doesn't mean that they can, they have to stop you know, right. CrossFit That's or stop actually there. one thing I love about you. You won't tell me that I have <laughs> I to I never say you can I'm stop. I'm like, can I still run? Can I still, yes, you can, but listen to this your This is body. what you're going to do. You're going to scale this back. You're going to use yeah. this exercise instead he of this one. I like to stop. So exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's the worst thing that a person can say. A doctor, you know, yeah, a person comes stop. in the doctor says, you'll never run again. I mean, really? Who yeah. says that? That's yeah. just, it's horrible. So I think giving you an option of what things you can do is a better better way yeah. of explaining it so and you do you know cupping dry needling all the extra little things too yeah some of that so yeah. i think that's huge we'll do a complete assessment make sure we look at your range of motion your strength and those kind of things obviously if there's any deficits then we'll look at you know symmetry and muscle imbalances and tightnesses and a lot of times you know we've talked about this before sometimes injuries occur downstream or upstream mm -hmm. from the area so we'll kind of look at the, those kind of things as well but um, comprehensive. We work with your doctor. If your doctor sends you a referral um, that they want you to have physical therapy, we'll reply with a, an evaluation so that they have a treatment plan that we're going to do. A lot of doctors will want to communicate that information. We do that as well, but um, we're very flexible. We work awesome. with just about everyone. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming on today and giving no us an idea of how you guys run things. Um, sure. Before we wrap up, we are doing a raffle drawing tonight for everybody that has participated live. We are raffling off a foam roller and a mobility session with Shane. Yeah. So and Megan has put everybody's names in a jar. You want to do the oh, drawing? Okay. I never get to do this. Can you reach? <laughs> Chadwick. Awesome. Cool. So Chadwick, you have won a free session with Shane. Chad, I know, has had some knee issues. Okay. And he, I actually turned him on to knees over toes and his knees have been feeling Perfect. a little bit better. Ooh, yeah. I like that program. Yeah. Great. So we can so, talk about that. Look at his, 
yeah, look at his dysfunction a little bit and see if we can pinpoint some areas that he can use his new foam roller. Cool. So Chad, I will get um, Shane's contact info to you and you can get a session scheduled with him. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. It's been fun. Cool. Great. Thanks. Okay. We're going to let him take off so he doesn't have to sit here through the whole thing and we'll bring Megan on. I know you guys all miss her. So, (laughs) okay. Let me go ahead and change to my um, screen sharing and Chris will have to give me an idea if it's working properly. I think last time we went through about half of it and it wasn't working. So we can see it. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. He just took off. All right. Thank you guys for um, listening to Shane. He's awesome. We have had a couple of mobility clinics with him. If you guys haven't had a chance to do that with him, we'll probably have another one soon because this cycle has been rough. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a lot. And we have a deload week coming up next week which doesn't always mean a break, but no, it, it does mean that it, the weights are usually a little bit lighter. All right. So tonight, uh, just before we get started, I know we're kind of broken records here. We talk about this a lot, but basically we want to make sure you guys understand our, our um, approach to, to nutrition. We believe in a habit-based approach to nutrition, which supports a lifestyle change, not a quick fix. Um, you should feel confident that you can carry on with the nutrition plan that we have for you forever. And if you don't feel like that, then we're doing something wrong. We need to take a step back and before we can move forward. So with that being said, I want you to think, um, how many of you have tried a quick fix diet plan? I know I have. Definitely. And I've told this story many times, but I tried so many, none in the last, you know, few years, but uh, before when I was having babies, you know, tried all the things to help get the weight off quickly. And the common thread here, which I'm sure Megan can attest to, is you always end up gaining the weight back because they're not lifestyle changes. They're not something you can stick to for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. We live in a microwave society where we want quick fixes. We want something to happen right away. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, our motivation is gone and we just burn out and decide to go back to the habits we were doing before. Right. So those of you that are on here tonight that work with us Currently, you kind of have an idea of how we do things. Some of you are brand new to us. I know Rebecca is only in her second week with me. <clears throat> and um, we, we hope that you guys see that this is a long-term plan. It's not something that we're trying um, to quick, quickly fix. And just, uh, there. obviously, we have goals that we focus on. But we are trying to find things that are going to help you mm-hmm. forever. And that is something that both Megan and I have been able to accomplish with uh, the way that we've approached things, but it's trial and error mm-hmm. and there's ups and downs and uh, your nutrition journey isn't linear. There's going to be times where you feel more motivated than others and we just deal with it. Yep. We've, and that's what nutrition coaching is all about mm-hmm. is having that support system, that extra accountability so that when you're having those times where you don't feel like doing anything, mm-hmm. you actually are able to lean on someone that's going to help you through that. So tonight, what we're talking about is how to reset your health in three easy steps. Um, Over the years, we've helped so many people find the the healthy versions of themselves. And we've learned three important things along the way. And we want to share those with you. So one, you need to have, you need something that is simple and easy to follow. If you don't have something easy to stick to, the chances of you um, having success are low and you will take whatever success you do have, you'll end up gaining that weight back and more. 
Number two, you need a support system. And we'll go into this more a little bit later. And number three, you need to track. You need to have some way to track success to keep your motivation high. Because that's really what helps us to feel motivated is to feel better. Um, and even if we can't necessarily see the change, we can feel the change. Exactly. There's so many ways to see progress and it's not just about our scans. And I know you've had that, those same conversations yes. with some of your nutrition clients. There's many ways to see progress. Mm -hmm. And even though we put a lot of emphasis on that scan sometimes initially, yes. wouldn't you say that some of your clients like initially put a lot of emphasis on that scan? Yes. And then once they start to realize the success that they're having in yes. other areas of their, their progress, yep. they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, I had a client who the, um, second scan really, there wasn't a lot of movement. Uh, but then, you know, my client went home and then came back and sent me progress pictures and she had taken, she had just taken them that afternoon. And then she did a side-by-side -side with when we first started, which was a month prior and the change was amazing. And it's, there wasn't a lot of movement on the scale. Uh, but when it came to like the actual seeing side-by-side -side pictures and the measurements and stuff that the difference was huge. And so yeah. being able to have those types of victories and seeing past the scan and it's, it's helpful. Well, and sometimes it's not even a physical change that mm -hmm. you're seeing progress. And a lot of times some of us are struggling with um, having self-confidence and mental mm -hmm. and that mental challenge of having confidence in our nutrition yep. and um, having positive self-talk or having healthier habits when eating out or the weekends or whatever, mm -hmm. like those are all areas of progress. And yep. so um, if you are able to look back at your month and say, you know, if I would have eaten a donut in the morning, I would have sabotaged the rest of the day and just really, you know, made myself sick. And then the next day tried to start over or felt mm -hmm. guilty. And so I under ate the second day, you know, if, if you're able to like get over that, like yep. that is huge. Yeah. And that is actually a very common thing that we mm -hmm. see and that we both have personally dealt oh, yeah. with as well. And so finding ways to um, see progress in other areas other than just what mm -hmm. your measurements are or your pictures yep. look like or your scan looks like um you're still moving in the right direction right so and being able to kind of see your progress in if you're going to the gym too mm -hmm. like how did your class today feel compared to your class last monday yeah. you know did you feel mm -hmm. like you were able to push a little bit harder than you could last time and i mean that's a huge difference and that For has sure. to do with you know watching, not watching what you eat, but being more mindful as to what it is you're eating before and after your workout fueling for your workouts. Yep. That's yeah. so huge. Yep. I noticed that like on Sundays, um, if I'm not mindful, mm -hmm. I will under eat yeah. on Sunday. And then I, and then we always have heavy back squats on Monday and I feel terrible. Yeah. And so noticing that a few weeks ago, I started eating more on Sunday, mm -hmm. making sure I was getting in my protein mm -hmm. and I've been feeling a lot better yeah. on my back squats because totally. of that. So, um, so we live in a society where being busy is, is better, but why is it actually better? So we think about like how busy our lives are. Mm -hmm. The problem is that this leaves us feeling overwhelmed and feeling like we didn't get enough done. And so you have to ask yourself, what did it, what did I actually do today? What did I, did I do anything for myself? Did I fill my schedule with um, things that didn't really matter? And did I take time for myself? And 
Um, many of you know that I have five kids and when they were little, um, I had twins when my oldest was seven and I made sure that I took time for myself because it allowed me to be a better mom and a better mm -hmm. wife and a happier person and more positive and have patience for the kids mm -hmm. and all of these things. And that's something that a lot of times uh, we put others' needs before ourselves and it catches up with us. And we need to take care, we need to take better care of ourselves, not just for our bodies, but mm -hmm. how we fuel, how our mindset is and how our recovery is. So here's the deal, your life, your relationships, your health, is so important that you need to make sure that you're taking time for that. So our nutrition program is backed by Healthy Steps Nutrition. Some of you guys know that HSN app that we use, and they have helped over 30,000 people all around the world take control of their health. And here are just some of the incredible success stories that we've had with CrossFit Preferred. So we have a couple people here that we've seen success with. Um, I want to talk about the top three common trends with all of these people who's tra who transformed their lives and got off medications and are now living their best life. You're going to be shocked because it's not what you think it is. Uh, I want you guys to just think for a second and uh, about this question that I'm going to ask you. What do you think the top three things that helped them was? I'm just going to let you guys think about that for a second. We're going to talk about it. But I'm curious, and at the end, I want you guys to tell me what you think those top three things are and see if they're different than the things that we're going to talk about. So step one, shift your mindset. The first thing that everyone had in common was their mindset. So a lot of times people come to us with, uh, you know, they're busy and they haven't put themselves first and they want instant results and they want to see success and they think that that's what's going to bring them happiness. And we, and so what we do is we, we kind of put ourselves in this place where we, um, uh, that are unrealistic, unrealistic mm -hmm. expectations. Yep. Um, we restrict ourselves and how long does restriction last? Not long. <laughs> no, not long at all. And then we beat ourselves up and we can't stick to those unrealistic mm -hmm. restrictions. Yep. And so the problem is with health and nutrition, it doesn't work like that. And these influences can shift our mindset as mm -hmm. in a negative way. And then over time, we have these negative thoughts coming in over and over and over. And then we have to fix those years of negative thoughts. So what if, if you had to slow things down and move forward in a, a healthier way with mm -hmm. a better mindset, would that be worth it to you? It's like building a house. If your foundation isn't strong, mm -hmm. the house is going to crumble. Yep. And we have to have that strong foundation. And a lot of times you need support for yep. that. Like, I don't know how to build a house. Am I going to go build a house by myself without help? No. no. I'm going to ask somebody that knows what they're doing. And it's the same thing with our nutrition. Yep. Like, um, there's a lot of free information out there. Um, but knowing how to apply it to ourselves mm -hmm. is a totally different ballgame. There's a lot of free information out there with social media and stuff too. And a lot of it isn't correct. Correct. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of bad information out there that has to do with nutrition. And for someone, I mean, I remember when I was, uh, when I had graduated from high school, I had gained a lot of weight and I didn't know how to lose any of that weight. And I mean, there wasn't really social media much at all. <laughs> and, um, 
So for me, I had, I just kind of had to go with what I kind of sort of knew. And that was, you know, walking, trying to run, which wasn't successful and, you know, trying to figure out what I need to eat and how much I need to eat. And, you know, I didn't have the guidance and God, I wish I had that, what I know now, or at least the guidance back then, it would have been a lot easier. Oh yeah. You would have seen success a lot sooner, which would have left you more motivated. Exactly. Yep. So instead of trying to do all the things at once, we need to just focus on one thing at a time. And that's why we take that Mm habit-based approach. So research actually has shown that when you focus on one habit at a time, you're 80% 80 more likely to retain that habit for over a year. But if you try and focus on two or three things at a time, it's less than 5% chance. So it drastically drops. So if you think about like starting um, a lifestyle change or whatever, nine times out of 10, we're like, okay, no more carbs. We're going to exercise five hours a day and and we're really really extreme and then what happens when we can't stick to that we throw our hands up yeah we give up completely die off um and so but if maybe you decided you know what i'm gonna stick to uh making sure i get five vegetables in every day mm-hmm. and then once that feels really easy then you say you know what? i'm i feel like i need to drink more water mm-hmm. and then once that feels easy i'm gonna look for a, an exercise routine that fits my needs and something I enjoy. So focusing on one thing at a time allows you to see success longer. I think about, um, I feel like one of the really big like fad diet slash exercise um, trends right now is 75 hard. You see people all over the internet that do 75 hard. The problem is you hear a lot of people that start 75 hard Mm -hmm. and don't finish 75 hard. Yeah. Why is that? Cause you're going too hard. It's extreme. Yeah. You know, and I don't even know all the rules. I just know that you have to exercise no. twice a day. One yeah. of those times has to be outside. You have to yeah. read X amount of pages in a, in a book every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no sugar. Yeah. No sugar. No, no alcohol. Sweets. No. Yeah. It's pretty much like whole 30. It's a lot like whole 30 with extra lots of things. So instead we need to make sure that we're focusing on how to, how, what are we going to do today that we're able to continue to do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Somehow my um, computer got writing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure how that happened. So you may be shocked to hear that we started off with shifting our mindset because most people think that in order to reach your goal, you have to do macros or you have to have a meal plan. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? <laughs> Giving you a piece of paper is not going to teach you to stay on track or how to manage your stress triggers or truly change your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of people will regain the weight they worked so hard to lose when they do something that isn't a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of our nutrition clients don't do macros. They don't track calories. Yep. Uh, they they might eventually, mm-hmm. but most of our clients don't. Yeah. Well, none of them really start that way no. unless they've tracked in the past. No, I have one who started out like it, but she had been doing it for a while. But yeah, otherwise, no. So think about lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle seems vague. So what does it even mean and why does it matter? So take a look at this framework. All of these things are interrelated. Let me give you an example with sleep. In fact, we want, uh, I was asking Megan about it and she said that she had some experience with sleep. Um, we have, I have a couple clients that uh, don't sleep very well and mm-hmm. that affects their um, hormone levels, which is oh, going to yeah. affect their total overall health. 
mm -hmm. and their ability to gain or lose weight. Yeah. So you were saying something about uh, your sleep and how yeah, I, affects you. I need, I know my body cannot run on anything less than like seven hours. Um, sometimes six if it's random, but it cannot be, it's not sustainable. So for me, I know that I wake up Monday through Friday, I'm up at 4am to go to work. And so I know that I need to be up at this time. So in order for me to be up at 4am, but then still have energy to last throughout the day, work, workout, plus, you know, be a mom and cook dinner and everything like that. I know that I need to be in bed by 830. That's, that's my magic number in bed, hopefully asleep by 830. And it makes me a very old person and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, but I wait till you get teenagers. Oh yeah. It sucks. I'm never going to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I, so now I know this. And so now I need to apply it to my life. So that means I need to make sure that thankfully I only have one child to wrangle up and go to bed. Um, so I know for Ben, he needs to be in bed by a certain time. So I have at least an hour of just by myself and before you go to bed, before yeah. I go to sleep, you got to have that wind down time before you go to bed. If you have kids, you need to have well, it. Especially least an because hour. we are like, go, go, go. Like and oh, yeah. everybody is, oh, it's yeah. not just you and I like we're exactly, we, we're just go, go, go. And mm -hmm. then it, you're supposed to fall asleep. The second your head hits the pillow, like, oh, yeah. no, that's no. not happening. Yep. And so we have to have that wind down time because the lack of sleep can affect so much of it can affect how we handle stress, yep. our, um, food cravings, our exercise, mm -hmm. our recovery. Yep. So when you don't sleep, it actually affects our cortisol levels and they become elevated mm -hmm. and our leptin, which tells our brain that we're full yep. or, uh, that we have no energy mm -hmm. or, um, that we would like those cravings become, um, more, prevalent. Yep. And so it really does affect uh, so much when we're not getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And I feel it. I, if I don't get enough sleep, all I want to do is sit and then maybe eat some sweet things mm -hmm. <laughs> and not do anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So to shift your mindset and lifestyle, we need to consider your inner thoughts. Your thoughts become reality. What you pay attention to becomes reality. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say you buy a new car mm -hmm. and actually I had this happen to me. So I bought a, uh, a white Volkswagen, uh, Atlas and all of a sudden I was seeing white Volkswagen Atlases everywhere. I'm like, what? Everybody bought the same car as me. I see them a lot. I'm like, is that Tirza? I'm like, is that her? <laughs> Did everyone go buy the same car? And I feel like they all have the same rack <laughs> as you too. <laughs> so it's not that we everybody bought the same car so that I'm more aware mm -hmm. of it. It's the same thing when I was pregnant, all of a sudden mm -hmm. everyone was pregnant. Oh yeah. All the women were pregnant. Yep. And the same thing goes with our thoughts. If you're negative, if you have negative thoughts, you will think more about negativity. Mm -hmm. So we're hardwired to think about negative and it takes effort to think about the positive. So start your day off with a gratitude, with gratitude and mm -hmm. end your day with gratitude. And I have a lot of my clients um, keep a gratitude journal mm -hmm. because they tend to have a lot of negative thoughts. Yeah. And so um, I have them every day, just write something they're thankful for, something they love about themselves and something that they're stressed about so that mm. they can get it out on paper and like an action step to help kind yep. of um 
alleviate some of that stress. Yeah. And then that way, when they're having a really hard day, they can go back to that gratitude journal and read some of the things that they're grateful for. So it kind yeah. of like lifts them back up. Um, another thing that I have personally, um, my, my twin boys for mother's day this year, um, made me these little jars with all these little notes in them from things that they love about me. And I keep them on my bathroom counter. Yeah. And like every once in a while, like the other morning I was getting ready to go to the, the gym and, and I saw it sitting there and cause they asked me all the time, mom, do you ever read these? I'm like, yeah, I totally read them. Yeah. <laughs> so I like opened it and pulled a couple. Yeah. I read like 10 of them. I'm like, these are the best. Yeah. Like I feel so good about yeah. myself. So awesome. In fact, I had uh, one day, like maybe like a year ago, I was feeling like super old I felt like I looked so old I'm like I'm so old and my daughter had written on my mirror like mom you're, mom you're so beautiful or something like that and I was like mm, thank you you know and sometimes you just need like to hear uh positive thoughts about yourself mm -hmm. and they don't have to come from an outside source like it, sometimes it's hard to think of all the things that we love about ourselves but when you start to create that habit where you're writing them down yeah it becomes easier yeah. to start thinking of the positives yeah so in order to shift that mindset, we should know that success, what success looks like to you and why it's important to you. Um, that's actually something we really, really focus on with mm -hmm. our clients is yeah. how, what, what does success look like to you in three months, in six months? Mm -hmm. And then that helps us to identify what success looks like to you in one month. And then we need to know why that's important to yep. you. If you just wanna say, well, I wanna lose 20 pounds. And that's what success looks like but why is that important because eventually it's going to get hard and if you don't know mm -hmm. the why it's not going it's to not stick around it. yeah yeah so we have these building uh that we want to build that shift into your lifestyle and mindset and it may look something like this it's important to set realistic goals that are achievable and research shows that if you write them down makes it more realistic and it keeps it present in your mind and allows you to have a focus when things get tough. And you can put those things on your mirror, you can put them on mm -hmm. your refrigerator, um, write them on your phone. Some people I've had um, make it a screensaver for mm -hmm. them. So every time they open their phone, they see what that goal is for them, whatever it yep. takes, but writing it down and actually telling someone mm -hmm. is also very powerful. Yep. So the second thing that most successful people have is the right people in their corner. And this is huge. That's why step two is finding your tribe. And we uh, obviously at CrossFit Confer feel like we have a pretty awesome tribe. Yeah. Um, but even if you're not a member of our gym, um, finding those people that are gonna support you, you're gonna have a lot higher success rate if you have yep. that tribe. And one thing that um, Chris has talked about is actually what we're gonna talk about next. He tells me this all the time, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And he tells our kids that too. So when your kids are getting older and they uh, are making friends, mm -hmm. like that's something that you can kind of help them realize that you're, you are the average of the, your five people that you spend the most time with. And um, this can be a positive or a negative thing mm -hmm. and it can impact your progress uh, towards your goals. And I love when I have um, husband wives um, combo work with me because um, they're just such good support system to each other mm -hmm. and their success is always a lot better. Do you have any experiences with that or have any clients that have like a really solid support system um, or maybe even the opposite that don't yeah. have a good support system and how that affects them? Yeah, I have, I haven't worked with anybody who doesn't have, I had one who, um, 
the this was the support system was um when i had asked they said oh yeah the support system's great but when it really came down to like the nitty gritty where when it came down to like really dialing into the nutrition the support system really wasn't a hundred percent there and so i think the outside lining it was there but down really deep it wasn't at first and there was struggles and then slowly that person started to the significant other started to kind of see the changes that this person was making and then they got kind of they got intrigued and was like oh well maybe maybe i want to try doing that and so they they started kind of bouncing off each other in a good way where, you know, my advice, I'd give, you know, my guidance, and then they would give that significant other the guidance I gave them. And then I started to really see, see yeah, but it was, it, it's a struggle when you don't have someone who doesn't support you. Well, and especially if that person is someone you spend a lot of time with. Exactly. Um, because just like the everyday habits, like ordering in or mm -hmm. eating out or having... Yep food in the house that is hard or tempting to you. Yeah. You know, if you don't have that support system, it really does make it a lot harder. It oh, doesn't it does. mean you can't do it. Yeah. But you, you need to find that support, even mm -hmm. if it's um, not within your home. Yep. You know, find other people that can give you that support. Yeah. When I first, when I first joined CrossFit, I had, I think Ben was like six months old and I was having a hard time because my body really held on to my baby weight. And so I was having a really hard time finding out how to lose that baby weight, but all, and also kind of be comfortable with food. Um, and so I had joined, so it was back when I was in California and I had stepped into the CrossFit community and it was really cool to see uh, moms who were strong and eat food, uh, eat really good food. Uh, eat cookies and they're still, they're strong and having that such a great, strong, supportive female community for me as a new mom was absolutely amazing. And having that support system really helped me kind of figure out my bad relationship with food and be comfortable eating food again and, you know, not feeling guilty and stuff like that. So having that really helped a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. And sometimes we get support in areas we didn't, or in, places. I didn't know I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know we needed. Um, okay. So step three is to take action. So those who are successful, don't just wish they do. This is by far the toughest part. Some of you guys have already done this by signing up with, for a nutrition program. Mm -hmm. You're taking the action. You're doing your part. And the best part is if you did step one and step two, step three comes pretty easy. Um, when you start saying no to the wrong things, it becomes pretty easy to stay right, uh, say yes to the right things. Yep. Your habits become your routine and your routine becomes your lifestyle. Are your daily habits moving towards or away from your goals? And for most of us, we have great intention, but there's always roadblocks, there's temptations or something gets in the way. And that's why we have each other, that support system. Mm -hmm. So... Maybe you're wondering what you can do to start your reset. Uh, we want to help you guys come up with a couple starting points. Um, 
some principles that we like to follow. This first one is add more whole foods into your diet. Step one, just put more whole foods in. Shop on the outside of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, follow the plate method. You guys have heard us talk about the plate method. In fact, if you guys don't follow us on social media, our personal pages, you should go ahead and do that because we post our food a lot of times. Um, mine is my first name, 23. So T-I-E-R-S-A 23. And mine is M-E-G-H-I-N-A-N-N-E -N -N -E, and then the number four. Again, and four. So um, we post our food a lot and a lot of times, not a lot of times, but recently I've been posting my, my plate and then breaking it down into the plate method. This is actually how we start a lot of our nutrition clients that aren't quite ready to track calories or macros. Um, we like to focus on half of our plate being non-starchy veggies. Mm -hmm. A fourth of our plate is a lean protein. A fourth of our plate is a starchy carb. And then being mindful with our, with our uh, healthy fats. Mm -hmm. um, number two is to focus on balance. And when we say balance, we mean uh, every meal should have a protein, carb, and fat in it, and even our snacks. And so mm -hmm. by using um, a food guide, so we have a food guide that we can provide to you. Most of you probably already have it because it's in the nutrition handbook that we give out. Yep. Um, but just picking a protein, a carb, and a fat with every snack and meal. And if you guys need more ideas like that, we have tons of, we, in fact, we did a whole um, nutrition podcast on um, healthy snacks. Yes. And so like, just basically every time, even if I'm not tracking, if I'm just mindfully eating, I mm -hmm. always think what's my protein, what's my yep. carb, what's my fat. Um, and it's just going to make things more balanced. Uh, protein tends to be the one that's a little bit harder to get in if we're not mm -hmm. mindfully um, eating protein or if yep. we don't track our, our food. And so making sure that we have use the, plate method and we can use the hand portion guide mm -hmm. to help with that and if either of you if any of you guys don't know what that is please reach out to us we'll be happy to send that to you um, and then number three is limit the amount of added sugar you consume every day so the average person consumes over 150 pounds of sugar per year so much sugar we're, the recommendation for women is six teaspoons a day. And if you break that average down, it tends to be closer to 45, 46 teaspoons mm -hmm. a day. So a lot more than we think. And it's not surprising why we are addicted to sugar. Oh, yeah. And why we want something sweet after mm -hmm. everything we eat because sugar is hidden in everything. Yeah. And so if you try and follow that more whole foods um, uh, rule, that principle that we talked about, you're going to avoid a lot of those sugars. And we're not mm -hmm. talking about, we're talking about added sugars yeah. here. Um, we actually did talk about that in one of our other nutrition talks. Mm -hmm. So, which those are all on our um, social media, uh, Instagram, and yep. they're also on our YouTube channel. So if you guys ever want to rewatch some of the nutrition talks we've had in the past, you can go to our YouTube channel and see all of them. Okay, so now that we've uh, had a little bit of talk, we want to answer some of your uh, questions, some frequently asked questions. So one question we get is, uh, what should I eat around my workout? And this is going to be um, different for every person. Mm -hmm. Megan and I, because we have kind of used our bodies as guinea pigs, yeah. uh, we are experienced with uh, what our bodies like. Mm -hmm. Plus, we've been crossfitting for a long time. Yep, We have both. Um, figured out that we like to work out fasted mm -hmm. um, because we both intermittent fast. But most of my clients, and in fact, when I first started fasting, um, I highly, highly recommend eating 
um, before and after your workout, no matter Same. what time you work out. So before I started the intermittent fasting, I would eat a carb, a healthy carb mm-hmm. um, before my workout because I was working out in the morning. And then I would follow it up with a protein source, a liquid protein source. So I would do protein shake right after my workout. Mm-hmm. And then depending on it, if you're wanting to increase that muscle mass, you can also pair it with a simple carb that's going to get into your bloodstream really fast. Yeah. Um, do you have any suggestions on what people um, do? For me, before I, before I started fasting, I would, my workout time is later in the morning. So what I used to do is I would actually eat my pre-workout like two hours prior to my workout. Mm-hmm. And I would do overnight oats. I loved them. Um, The oats is your carb. I would put protein powder in it and a little bit of peanut butter and then some berries. And that would fuel me for my workout. And then after my workout, which I still do now, um, I have a protein shake with almond milk. Um, I usually do that right after I'm done working out. And then about an hour or so after I, my protein shake, I then actually eat a meal. And so I have, um, eggs, bacon, sausage, uh, and a bagel, um, and some cheese. So it's got all pretty much what I do too. Fats, protein, carbs, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah. Yep. And so just making sure that you've got a plan in Mm -hmm. place and like some of my clients, um, they burn through carbs really quickly and their blood sugar is more sensitive. And so they're eating quite a few carbs around their workouts where others um, do better with just mm-hmm. like a protein shake. Yep. So um, that's kind of where we jump in and are able to kind of help you guys figure out what works best for you. So another question is, um, what if I don't love veggies? What should I do? So Megan actually has something she wants to share with us. Uh, so veggies, I love veggies. <laughs> I I eat them anyway, but I have, I, for like a quick dinner, I found that taking uh, chicken sausages that you can just get at like Trader Joe's or whatever, they have a bunch of different flavors. Um, I broil them in like my toaster oven and then cut them up because once they get crispy on the outside and then I roast them with veggies. And so all between the sausage and the veggies, they get nice and crispy, but the veggies kind of take on that extra fatty taste from the sausages. And it really takes away from the bitterness or that dislike that some people might have with the veggies. Um, Tonight I did, it was a chicken apple sausage from Trader Joe's with uh, Brussels sprouts, uh, onion and green beans. And then I seasoned them with whatever seasoning I was feeling like, and it was really good. Yeah. Well, and some, you may want to switch up the way you prepare your veggies. So Mm -hmm. some people might like um, sauteed, like I love sauteed veggies. veggies. That's my preferred um, way, but Mm -hmm. I didn't used to ever saute veggies because I didn't want to use the fat, but now I just, it's worth it to me. I love Mm -hmm. it. And um, my kids love raw veggies. They don't like roasted veggies. They don't like cooked carrots or broccoli they like them raw Mm -hmm. and so just play around um, with different forms of cooking your veggies and see if there's something some way and just keep trying them like I hate asparagus I hate it and I and I try it every time it's around like I don't buy it but if somebody else made it Mm -hmm. I I will try it yeah every time because it's always prepared a different way and I'm like well maybe this time it'll like I still don't like it yeah but uh, peppers are the same way I hate I hated peppers and 
well, actually COVID made me like peppers, but now I love peppers and I put it in everything. And it's like your taste buds change. They do. And so you just got to keep trying different things. And if all else fails, um, throw spinach in a smoothie. You can't taste yeah. it. Yeah. Um, or get a greens powder. Mm-hmm. That's yep. another way to get in veggies. There's um, Driven has uh, berries and greens powder and it tastes really good. You just mix it with water. And it's got like, I mean, it's almost kind of like a lemonade taste. Yeah. It's really yummy. All right. Another question. Where should I start? This is a very, very great question. I want you to start with one thing at a time. So think, what is the lowest hanging fruit? What is going to be the easiest thing for me to change first? And that's where you should start. Um, the fastest way to reach your goal is just to work on one thing at a time and um, get help from your your coach. Like that's what we're here for. So uh, we can help you to know where the easiest places to start and then how to move forward from there. So it's never, there's never a perfect time to start on your nutrition. We have lots of people will be like, well, when the new year comes, then I'll do it. And we actually met with somebody today and she had some experience with working with a nutrition coach in the past. And, you know, she kind of had that same mindset. Well, you know, at the beginning of the year, like I might want to start. And in the end, I, I helped her realize that, you know, if you had that added support through the holidays, how mm-hmm. would that feel? How would that feel knowing that you're actually able to lose the extra body fat that you've put on through the holidays instead of adding to it and mm-hmm. then starting even you know, further down the road yep. in January. So shift your focus and, and try and look for ways to start, you know, it, instead of waiting for the perfect time, make it important and make it the perfect time. Um, you've got to, you've got to commit to yourself. That's the only way to see progress is to make that commitment to yourself mm-hmm. and to be determined to get that, uh, end goal, no matter what. So we talked about those three things tonight. Uh, we'll review those really quick. Shift your focus, mm-hmm. identify your tribe, and then take action. And it's really as simple as that. And if you can think uh, through those three things as you move forward in your nutrition pro- uh, journey, it's going to help you stay on track a lot better. Um, I wanted to show a couple success stories that we've had. Some of you guys know these people. They're all members of our gym. Um, that have seen, that have worked with us, that have seen some good success. And the way they found this is just by focusing on one habit at a time and developing a lifestyle change and getting out of that all or nothing mentality, out of that quick fix mindset and focusing on how to make changes long-term. And we help provide those tools Mm -hmm. through our nutrition program. And what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for the next person. And that's why our program is customized to meet your needs. It's like when somebody walks through our door and wants to do CrossFit, we can't treat every member exactly the same because they're all starting in a different place in their fitness. And it's the same way with our nutrition program. Uh, Everybody start coming to us in a different place in their nutrition. And it's our job to meet you where you're at and help build you up and give you the building blocks to find success. So before we sign off, I want to know from you guys if those three steps that we talked about were the things that you were thinking of for success or if you guys had another thing in mind. So if you want to either type in the chat or if you want to (laughs) unmute yourself and tell me what has either A, what has worked for you or B, if there was something else that you thought we were gonna talk about tonight that we didn't actually say was one of the top three. By the way, 
Phil said, wrap the asparagus in bacon and grill it. Mm -hmm. I think you might need to do that for me, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> and bacon is one, I mean, that's going to mask oh, the it's so terrible good. taste of asparagus. Mm -hmm. I, um, <laughs> I'll take asparagus and I put it in tinfoil and uh, lemon, salt, pepper, and then Parmesan cheese. I'll have to try that. It's, that's really I, good. It's sad because Chris loves asparagus. Yeah. I will make it every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like favorite. it when it's like flimsy. Yeah. It needs to be crunchy. Yeah. And it's really, <laughs> I don't like it when it's like too fibrous. Well, and, and then my brother, apart. he like um, peels it. Oh. But he takes oh. the outside because yeah. that's the bitter part, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And then he roasts it. And it's better. But yeah. It's still not like, mm, yeah. yum, you know? Yeah. Okay. Anybody want to comment on either what has worked for them or if there was something else? Um, is anybody surprised by what we talked about tonight? I know it's late. You're all like ready for bed. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we'll sign off with this quote. Um, the only impossible journey is the only one you never begin. So we know that you guys are all on the right path mm -hmm. and we're so awesome. So proud of you guys. Oh, it sounds like somebody, how much to eat right after the workout? So that just depends on um, what a lot of things, what mm -hmm. time are you working out? Have you eaten before? Um, so what I do is I do a protein shake right after I work out because Same. I tend to, like, I don't want to get home and then feel like uh, I get busy with other things and then forget to eat. Mm -hmm. So I will eat a protein. I bring the protein shake with me to the yep. gym and I drink that right after my workout and then within about an hour mm -hmm. um, is when we're having a full meal and then finding the balance between the protein, carbs, and fat. My worst thing is I don't want to be too hungry making my meal yes. because then I'll eat, I'll snack as I'm making my meal. And then by the time I'm ready to eat my meal, I'm full. Yeah. <laughs> that's the worst. And that's another piece of advice that I will make my um, meal for like six days in a row. Mm -hmm. Like today, I, I food prepped my like first meal of the day first the next six days. Yeah. Because it's the worst to be hungry yeah. and then have to make food. And so now I just stick it in the air fryer and it's ready in seven minutes. Yeah. And I don't have to think about it. That's actually something I've been trying to teach my mom because she always makes food when she's yeah. starving and then oh, she can't think. Yeah. Like her brain doesn't work because yeah. she's so hungry. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> so awesome questions. Any other questions for us tonight? I don't really have a question. This is Phil, but I just kind of a comment of what you guys are talking about eating in preparation. Um, not right before, like I've got the, the morning of thing, but okay. But, uh, I learned the hard way today that what you eat on the weekend really affects your Monday. Like you've been talking about. Um, it does. Well, yeah. And I was fine during the workout or so I thought. And then after workout in the seven minute drive home, horrible headache, like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up my hands shaking while I'm trying to make a protein shake. It's terrible. Um, so anyway, that's going to motivate me to eat better uh, tomorrow. So Wednesday, that doesn't happen again. Yeah, um, and it tends to be whatever you have eaten the day before. Yeah. So Phil, do you, are you working out fasted? Um, usually not. I'm used to riding my bike that way, but usually for the gym, I will have like a cliff bar or something small that's easy to digest, but gives me a little bit of glycogen yeah. and then, um, and of course a little coffee. So, but the coffee's just black. Yeah. 
Well, and so that's kind of what you have to ask yourself is, are you the type of body, like, do you have the body type that burns through carbs easily and therefore blood sugar drops easily Mm -hmm. and therefore putting a high intensity workout on that, on top of that is going to make your blood sugar drop even more. And that's why you felt like that on the drive home. Mm -hmm. So, um, you're pretty new to the high intensity workouts. Your body tends to burn through carbs pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And so you actually can handle those carbs. So I would for sure eat. Oh yeah. Chris is the same way. Like if he's doing going for a run or something, he's fine not eating. Yeah. Otherwise he's eating Mm because he's, he doesn't feel good. Okay. So yeah, that's a good question. Well, thank you. And And for nutrition, (laughs) I have definitely felt, especially because we always heavy back squat on Monday. So I can tell if I'm not eating like this Sunday, I wasn't feeling very good. So I didn't eat very much yesterday and my back squats were terrible today. And I had to stop because I couldn't, yeah. the heaviness I couldn't do, but I could do the cardio stuff, mm-hmm. but the, the heavy, I couldn't do. So it'll, it'll help me be uh, more disciplined next Sunday for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing is like, I always have a treat on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm, so I'm eating sugar and I don't eat a lot of sugar through the week, but on Sunday night, I always eat sugar. And I know that affects my workout on Monday, but it's like, I know it. And sometimes I like tell myself, well, it's extra carbs. I'll feel great tomorrow. You're not eating these extra carbs. And you know, it probably doesn't really help, but it's still something I'm willing to give up. Like I'm not willing to give up that treat on Sunday nights with my family. So that's worth it to me to maybe not feel my best on Sunday or on Monday. Yeah. Give and take. Give and take. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone else? Okay. Let's see. Oh yeah. Eat the same on rest days. Yeah. We eat the same on rest days. Yep. Always. Um, yep. I think because the next day is Monday and we back squat heavy. Yeah. And I think that's actually one of the reasons I tend to under eat on Sunday is because I'm not as hungry because I'm not working out. And so I do kind of have to force myself to eat the same way. Yep. Sometimes on my rest days, um, I'll fluctuate cause I count my macros. So I'll fluctuate my carbs and my fats. So my rest days, my fats are higher and my carbs are lower, but I still eat the same amount of calories. But with that way, the, my fats help keep me fuller longer in a way. Yeah. And I'm not using all the carbs cause it's a rest day. Well, and the other thing is like, when we're talking about mindset, we don't want to um, punish ourselves no. for not working out. Yeah. So like, if you're like, oh, I can't eat as much today because I didn't work out. It tends to like have this negative effect on mm-hmm. our mindset. Yep. And so we want to make sure that we're feeling positive no matter what our activity level is. And actually when we take into consideration your total uh, calorie, calorie expenditure throughout the week, yep. we, we consider how many days you're working out. And so uh, you don't want to like eat less. The only, time, the only time we have changed calories is if you're working out more than you normally do. Yep. So I have one client who started um running a little bit and doing some extra accessory work and she hadn't told me and then once I realized that she was doing all this extra stuff I was like you actually need more food so mm-hmm. we gave her more food and she's still hungry which is a really good sign and so we we might even up her again um, because we want to see we want to fuel the work so that her body responds and, and burns us up mm-hmm. yeah good questions Um, you know, I don't know, like in, for me, okay, sorry. The question is, do you have an extra protein shake for each extra hour of workout? So I really like to just have one protein shake a Mm -hmm. day because I want most of my food to come from whole, most of my macros to come from whole foods. 
Um, and so that's just kind of my rule of thumb. Um, you're gonna digest and absorb your protein from a whole food source better than like a whey protein mm -hmm. or something like that. So that's just what I do. Sometimes for me, um, as many of you may know, sometimes I hop in and I do like an extra workout with Bella um, at the end of the day. And um, when I do that, I know that I need more food for the rest of the day. And so if I do an extra workout, then sometimes I'll munch on an extra half of a G2G bar. Yeah, so I actually will do more carbs, yeah. not more protein. Yeah. Yeah, my protein pretty much stays the same. Almost. Yeah, I don't like to add too much more protein. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and actually my client who was doing more workouts, we actually gave her more carbs. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, because the, the carbs are going to fuel your body more with the extra workouts that you do. So. Good questions. I like this. You're welcome. <laughs> Maybe one of these times we just need to do a QA and a and we'll have you guys oh, yeah. send in all your questions and then we'll just pull them out of the hat. And I love that. That'd be fun. Huh? Yes. Well, would you guys like that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Chad said yes. Um, we have loved getting to work with a lot of you. And if you have any interest in join, uh, joining us or um, doing a free nutrition consultation with us, we would love to help you. You can talk to us individually. You can go on our website and go to the nutrition tab and fill out the link there. Um, and many of you already know our contact info, mm -hmm. but if not, um, you can also go to our Instagram or Facebook page and we can be contacted that way as well. Yep. So I hope you guys all have an awesome night. Hopefully you don't all have early mornings like us <laughs> and we will see you all later. Bye. Oh, thank you.